Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. This is, uh, this is your favorite weekly games podcast. Couldn't even make it out the gate without tripping over my words. Uh, my name is Kerry Palmer, tripping over myself, and joining me as always is Jeremy Bratitich. I am not tripping over myself. I am I am standing steadfast. That is good. Steadfast and sturdy. Yes, and not quite centered in the frame. There we go. Yeah, I was doing that before too, just, yeah. just shuffling yeah, just my shuffle. chair over. It, it's harder right. now. So my, my new place, um, the downstairs area where my desk is, um, is completely carpeted. Um, so ah, the, uh, the, 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 my chair under the, under the sheer weight of myself um, likes to sink into the carpet <laughs> um, and yeah. then make, occasionally just makes it harder to, to roll around in. Mine's the same. You got you to really shuffle your butt to, to move a, a centimeter. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering getting one of those like plastic mats just to have under the thing. But I feel like yeah. they always break and they crack and they get annoying. And That's the thing. And it's plastic. So that, and that's not great. Sam mm. was um, t- tossing around the idea of maybe like a wooden one. But then I get worried that I'll like stand on it wrong with my shoes off and like not get a splinter, but like, it'll, like the corners will be kind of hard. And I don't know. Oh, you could get like the like the edge skirting thing when a when a yeah yeah there's yeah there's ways to, it would probably be fine. I just I just worry about things instead of doing them. <laughs> you could you could just stand at the desk. I do that sometimes, not as much as I should, considering that I have that capability. Uh, Jeremy, Gary, on a scale of ten to don't even bother, how good is your <laughs> Spotify Wrapped? Oh, 10. It's a 10? No doubt. Like, have you done it this year? Are you, yes. are you happy with the results? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have great taste. <laughs> and when I said no doubt, no doubt is on there. Uh, uh, a, a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, How's yours? Every year, every, every year Spotify Wrapped comes around. It, it's good for the two pages of podcast because that's what I use Spotify for the most. Right. But the like 18 pages of music stuff is so irrelevant to my Spotify experience because it's Snarky Puppy and then this one playlist of lo-fi video game covers from this one label called Game Chops that I have on shuffle repeat when I like study or write. I don't study anymore. I just work. What am I saying? When When I'm working, I just want background music. Yeah. And occasionally there'll be like a week where I go hard on like video game soundtracks. And I was saying before the thing, it was like, man, I don't, it's just going to be snarky puppy and video game soundtracks. And I turn it and I look at it and I'm like, yep, that's it. But, and that's all it was. But I did get the, 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 the little bonus of, of thinking, of realizing that this was the year that Sam and I really got into Persona 5. Because in the, the one week where I listened to that soundtrack, instead of that other, playlist it shot to the top of all of my other things and so four or five of my pages were headlined by persona 5 songs right and i was like oh yeah this soundtrack rules that's yeah that that tracks with you i because you know because we are friends on spotify i get to see what you're listening to which oh yeah what's that like because i i used to look at other people's and i used to I used to look at other people's and go, oh, that's interesting. That's funny. And now, like, there are less and less people who have that feature enabled. Yeah. And so I, I just click on it and I go, what does mine look like? <laughs> yeah, it is It is. It is very not useful for you because it is always just either Snarky Puppy or, the like, the Chops soundtrack one thing. Yep. Um, yep, that's it. 
my uh, so my top artists were Daft Punk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Takanaka, yeah. who was a jazz fusion Japanese guitarist from like the seventies. Shook, friend of the show, friend of the show. Adolf Nomura, the composer for um, Umarangi Generation, um, and the Gorillas. Um, which I, I really, I was not expecting the Gorillas to be that high, but then I remembered how much I listened to them this year, and I'm like, actually, you know what? Like, fuck yeah, like that, that's dope. <laughs> um, I sent it to uh, my old housemate Judy, and he's like, ah, oh, yes, 14 year old me. Um, and I responded back with, like, turns out we were right back then. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like looking at looking at my list, there's like a lot of Daft Punk, there's Thundercat, Foo Fighters, Jamiroquai, Franz Ferdinand, uh, a lot of Shook. Um, that's a that's a healthy 2000s playlist right there. Yeah, I got Butterfly by Crazy Town on here. Um, I got uh, OK Go is on here just a little bit. OK Go, <laughs> uh, the Crystal Method, um, Prodigy, Public Enemy. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good. Like very specifically, turns out if anyone like knows me or has been to a party I've been to, which more often than not, I DJ. Well, like not yeah. DJ, but like I'm just in control of the music. You have the playlist for yeah. Um, this will all track. Miami Horror, yeah. Uh, I was, I was. Oh, in the this point, is I was, this. This the, is Butterfly. Okay, I know this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come, a lady. Come, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am in the top zero point zero five percent of listeners of Daft Punk. Whoa! It's amazing, Jeremy, because they're not a small band. 3,000 minutes. Hang on. I would love to know your total listened minutes. Oh, I don't have it on me, but I'll pull it up. Uh, Alex in the chat, we've got Labyrinth, Halsey, Maisie Peters, Taylor, and some random TikTok bops. I like that. (laughs) Uh, 3,000 minutes, Jeremy, is 50 hours. 50 hours of Daft Punk listening. A live 2007 hits just different. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, have you, you sending me the, their samples, uh, their sample breakdown videos, or, not that they've made, but, you know, that have been made about them. Um, and and playing that one Clone Hero song a few weeks ago has, has me thinking a bit like, oh, I should. Maybe, maybe I should. It is time. How do I find Wrapped anymore? Once it's once it's not on the front page, I think it's Wrapped.Spotify.com. Uh, you should read. Oh, that's much easier than my phone. Yeah. Uh, you want, you want okay, to, cool. You want me to take over the intro while you're doing that? <laughs> what do you think, Jeremy? No, I can do it. Yeah, okay, because uh, I can't. <laughs> that's not a website. Okay, that's all right. We'll just start the show and talk about video games for a while instead. Uh, everyone, thanks for being here. This is the Minimap Cast. We're going to stop talking about Spotify and talk about uh, video games. Because uh, that's what we do here on Minimap. Uh, you can catch us every Tuesday on any podcast platform of your choice. And you can watch us live on Twitch on Monday as we record the show live. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us. Be that on YouTube, on Twitch right now, live. Be that on your podcast service. Uh, whatever a positive rating on that service looks like. If you could uh, give that to us, that would really help the show out. Help out the our show in the searches and the algorithms and the whatnot. Uh, and if you want to catch us live, as I said before, just then, we, we are live on Mondays. It's 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Dan, oh, Dan Light. Australian Eastern Daylight Time awesome. at twitch.tv. <laughs> bloody, bloody dictator Dan, since he won the election. Bloody change Dan it to, Light. <laughs> change it to Australian Dan Light Time. 
you just know if, if Victoria is like the only place that like like everywhere in Australia gets rid of daylight savings, but except Victoria. Yeah. But people in Victoria are annoyed about it. They're going to call it Danlight. Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash minimapau for that one. If you want to watch us live, 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. I meant to say it wrong and I said it right. Uh, before, during, and after the show, uh, we hang out with the Twitch chat, which is why you might want to hang out with us live. Uh, it's a good place to hang out. You can tell us all about your Spotify wrapped. Um, whatever way you want to listen to us, uh, be sure to keep up to date with us wherever you use your social medias. Uh, we are on Instagram, tic- TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, all at MinimapAU for those. We're on, we're on Hive, but Hive isn't back yet, so we'll, yeah. we'll talk about them when that's we're, relevant. We're on Hive while no one, else, no one is actually on Hive. I am checking it once a day just to see. I'll be honest, Kerry. It's not back yet. I don't think it's going to last. I don't. Well, you you weren't that big on it anyway. But I'll I'm I'm gonna I'm honestly kind of I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm right or die. I'm right or right or hive. I'm rive rive or hive. I, I think it's just die. <laughs> Not while I'm there, Jeremy. Not oh. while I'm there. I'm gonna keep hive alive. That's it. Keep hive alive. That's the one. I knew there was something in there. Um, but yeah, you can go to our socials to find when our podcasts go live. Uh, for example, it's a good way to find out what each topic of the show is as it goes live each week. Last week, we spoke about, we, we went with the discussion of, is Zelda open world? Which sounds silly, but we had a lot to say about it, and we did, and it was a good discussion. And yeah. we didn't, we, we did come in with an answer, but it we did. It still left me wondering. Yeah, yeah, that was, it's, that was, it, it's been, been on my mind a little bit since. Yeah, it's almost an existential question. What was hilarious is, is after we did that episode, I was at work and there was a separate there was there was a conversation happening that was separate to me that organically brought up the conversation is Zelda open world and I got to jump in and say let me tell you I just did a podcast about this <laughs> literally yep. for not forty eight hours later. Did they did they appreciate voice. your your insights? Uh, never, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Charlatans. Yeah. Heathens. Uh, uh, speaking of Shook, before during Spotify, we wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv uh, as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music uh, also at Bandcamp, but also at shook.bandcamp.com. I meant Spotify the first time. I said Bandcamp twice. Uh, lastly, if you want to help keep the lights and mics on, uh, you can throw $5 our way and become one of our patrons. Uh, it helps us to continue to do this. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, and it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. Uh, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash minimapau. Just a quick side note, Jeremy, when I was uh, driving back from our brief holiday this weekend to Melbourne today, uh, I, bought a, I bought a juice for $6.50. More expensive than than our Patreon by a, a sizable fraction. Huh. About the same price as a latte with oat milk. <laughs> Yeah, a bit more than a than a latte with oat milk, or like a large la- latte with oat milk, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I, I always yeah. get large. Tell you what, though, it's good juice. Mm, nice. I wasn't displeased. Good. Lego Star Wars isn't open world. No, I haven't played it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you, let it, let you work that one out in chat because I, I haven't, not. I don't have enough input. It, it's not like we 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 went through it. Do flat earthers think Earth is open world? <laughs> yeah, it's just like Wind Waker where there's boundaries to the edge of the world. Uh, so this week, we're going to be talking about the Game Awards. 
And we're going to do, be doing this in sections, not only because there are different parts to the Game Awards each year. There's the awards, and there's the reveals, and there's the inevitable discussion about what this show even is and what its worth and value is in this industry, because it's clearly not worth nothing, and because people turn up and Jeff gets the, the players to behave and everyone turns up, and that's something... But also, there's problems with the Game Awards, and we're going to talk about all of those things. I thought you meant, like, the game players. Like, the, like oh, just... no, not, not the gamers. The gamers don't need to turn up. That's fine. Yeah. Did we ever get a final number on how many Steam decks they gave away during the Twitch stream? Oh, one per minute or something, right? Well, yeah, but I want to I wanna know what their total was. I like to imagine that, that Jeff was out here saying, like, because remember he was saying prior to the show that it was going to be, like, one of the shortest ones? It's gonna yeah. be like a like a two hour show. If you look to my the, yeah. my left shoulder, you said two and a half hour. Yeah, and then like it ended yeah. up being a lot longer than that. I like to imagine that he said that to Valve to get them to like send him like, you know, like 180 yeah. uh like Steam decks, and then the, suddenly they had to send out like another 80. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, maybe that's interesting. Or maybe they couldn't do more than that, and so they they are. Uh... So he's trying to rein it in, and they're going long. They, and... they they just didn't announce the total number. They'll just be like, "Thanks, Valve, for handing out Steam Decks." And Jeff's calling Winners. out like like Best Buys, being like, "Hey, do you have any Steam Decks? Like, <laughs> I got like I like how many you got? Fifty? Uh, like, just put he's them down like... to everyone in LA. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll come and get them." Uh, so we're gonna start by talking about the awards. We're gonna we're gonna breeze through some of the ones that we don't have too much to talk about, um, and we'll we'll discuss some of the the different the different heavy hitting ones as well. So we'll, we'll breeze through these these bottom ones so we get to it. I'm going to be reading from Logan Plant's article on IGN. That's every every uh, award winner from the Game Awards 2022. Here we go, everybody. Uh, best adaptation for like game media to film or something was yeah. Arcane. Uh, most anticipated game went to uh, Tears of the Kingdom. That it, was the audience voted one. It's so funny that that once again a zelda is just like in the middle of most anticipated game there's so many of these awards so okay so the the, the, the <laughs> i knew you wouldn't keep a lid on it no Go no on. no no. What, what i'm saying is the order of these awards that we're going through a lot of the ones we're doing at the start are the ones that they did not bring into the main show um the, these are ones that were announced prior to as in these were the ones that weren't on stage yes yes um well, yeah a lot of these awards they were all on the stream yeah, but they were happening prior to the show starting. Uh, yeah, like like I, like yeah. there was a countdown to the show starting while these awards were happening. Like it's, it's yeah, but also we were getting trailers during that time. It was like it was like a pre-show. Yeah, it's almost like it should just be the show. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, I just I just consider it the show. Uh, best esports team went to Loud for Valorant. Great. Uh, best esports game went to Valorant. Great. Best esports event went to League of Legends World Championship. Best esports coach went to I had Bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the fucking uh, when. Uh, so I was at work. Oh, okay, when so, they were reading it out and they were they were trying to straight face say these things, but also rapid fire them, and they were like, "Best esports athletes, yay!" <laughs> so, so when um I, I I was gonna I was I was saving this for the show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. The 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 place I was watching this, I was at work because it was between the hours of like 11 a.m. and I think it finished at about 2.30 p.m. Um, roughly. Uh, later, I think. It was more like three. Even later, right. Um, we had it on one of the TVs uh, or one of the computers at work um, leading into lunchtime. And then while it was lunch, like we all went to the pub and like me and a couple others, we all had it on our phones and we were watching while we were sitting at the table. Um, and like the, the pub we went to is like, 
like it's not a sports bar, but when you go to a pub, they often just have sports playing on the TVs. Like we were, we were mm. contemplating going up to them, saying like, "Hey, do you mind just and like, asking. yeah, do you mind just putting this on?" Uh, we didn't, um, but I'm thought though. Uh, what, it, it was happening on uh, on a Friday, and we were uh, having it on TV, and we were sort of like about to continue to do work, and then we would sort of pay attention for a little bit longer, and then about to do more yeah. work, and then continuing to pay attention to the stream. Um, yeah. There were so many moments when all the esports categories were coming up. They were like, who? Like one? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, granted, like none of us pay attention to esports, but yeah. also fuck me dead some of these names was so hilarious so funny and and when it happened the first time because i think they did yay first and 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 so i start reading like the esports coach names i'm like i don't even know how to say any of these doom bros roban score blade with letters with numbers instead of letters like yeah it's like capital g gamer yeah yeah uh, so a few more of these. We got content creator of the year. Went to Ludwig. Best multiplayer game went to Splatoon three, uh, which was interesting. I don't think there's too much for us to talk about there. There's multiverses, Overwatch two, COD, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Best sim slash strategy game went to uh, Mario, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, snubbing two point campus, I guess. Uh, best sports slash racing game uh, went to Gran Turismo seven. Best family Makes game, sense. a very, a very confused category. Yeah, what, what, what is, what is this? Like, I understand what it's trying. The to Nintendo do. category, I guess. It's 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 a weird one. It's such like a. These games are not, like, not the games well, for adults. It that, <laughs> isn't it that last year that it takes two was on there, which like I really wouldn't play with kids. <laughs> yes, it was on there. Yeah. Yeah. So Kirby won that one and there's Mario and Rabbids and Switch Sports and Splatoon 3 and Lego Star Wars. Good good contenders. Sure. Yeah, they all seem to be uh, pretty best good. Best fighting game. The most important thing here is that Sifu didn't win, which is good because it shouldn't have been included. Yeah. Uh Multiverses won. Uh okay, and then I think we're 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 we're, we're into the heavy hitters now. So let's let's we, we might breeze through a couple of random ones as we go through, but Best RPG for the the nominees we had: Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon's Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. And then Elden Ring won this. Um, I was when I saw that happen, I was kind of a, a little upset, mostly because it was just like I don't feel like the best. I don't feel like the best parts of Elden Ring are its RPG elements. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's an excellent open world game. It's an excellent action adventure game. I don't play it for the role playing, you know what I mean? Like like the RPG stuff. I don't think it's that's the best part of Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean look, I haven't played Xenoblade 3 or Triangle Strategy to know like how good they are. Uh, I wouldn't give it to Arceus and I probably wouldn't give it to Live Alive. Oh, um, really? Oh, I mean like I I didn't play enough of Live Alive to really know, but also Live Alive is, Live Alive is a game from like the 80s. Like it's like that's like an old game. So mm. it's probably like it's I'm sure it's fine. Um but mm. I, I don't know, like Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just the kind of thing I saw it I'm like, oh, nothing could compete with that. Like left alone with Elden Ring in a room, like you're not coming out alive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ollie says in chat, you don't role play as underpants guy. Captain Underpants. I could do a Captain Underpants run in uh, in, in Dark Souls. I, I also feel like oh, there, there is room. That. There is room to role play in games like Elden Ring, right? Like you know, you, like the 
the actual becoming a type of character, like what would my character kind of like main as? I think there is there is room for that. Uh, you've got the leveling and the stats and the yeah yeah it's a good point. It just just felt I don't know. It felt it felt like uh, an unfair fight. Maybe I guess, but that's what happens when FromSoft enters. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a good point. Uh, best action adventure. We've got uh, Tunic, Stray, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, and A Plague Tale Requiem. Those are all the nominees. Horizon uh, robbed. Horizon Forbidden West robbed. It. Wait, are you, say, are you saying it took the, the, the award? <laughs> no, it was robbed of the award. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, God of War Ragnarok run, won this. This kind of started... Uh, their their massive sweep, um, yeah. This this is hard, and I think Ragnarok was at the top of the list for a lot of people because of how recent it was. Um, it's like yeah, I don't, it's I don't, an award season game. I mean, you know, they don't they don't release these games to be award season games because they're no. just too big and they've been going around for too long. But like, you know, like it. God of War is also like, and and I use this. This is a very baity term to say like Oscar bait. But like it is, uh, it is more available to win those kind of awards and show them off more than maybe a Plague Tale would or a like a, a Tunic would. Yeah, totally, totally. So uh, best best action game we had a uh, Bayonetta three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two, I guess, Neon White, Sifu. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, Bayonetta 3 won this, which is interesting. Neon um, White robbed. <laughs> and Sifu, honestly. I was pulling for both of them. But Look, I, I pe- think Bayonetta 3 is... is people. A lot of people seem to like the action quite a lot in that game. Every, like, every complaint I heard about the game was the story, not, not, the, not the combat. It's also like a capital A action game. You know, like Devil May Cry, old school God of War. Like, yeah, it kind of fits the, fits the bill. Uh, innovation and accessibility. We had As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Returnal, Return to Monkey Island. Wait, why is Returnal there? The Last of Us Part One and The Quarry. Didn't Returnal come out two years ago? Uh, PC maybe. Wait, no, it's, it's not. It's not after no, PC. No, because the yet. trailer for that was this. <laughs> yeah, right. This Game Awards. I don't know why that's there. Yeah, I don't know why it's there. Um, Ragnarok won this. They do a, a great suite. Um, and I haven't played any of the other games. <laughs> Jerry, what's the Quarry's accessibility settings like? I don't know. I didn't look. Excellent. Uh, best VR slash AR game. I'm just going to tell you, it was Moss Book Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, best community support. Final Fantasy 14 Online was the winner. Best mobile game went to Marvel Snap. Yes. I think that's fairly, yes. fairly, fairly, <laughs> fairly accurate. Sam yes. says Returnal, Returnaled, yeah. which is quite good. Uh, best debut indie game. This uh, the nominees were Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Boo. Stray won this one, Boo. not Vampire Survivors. Cowards. And Vampire Survivors was absolutely robbed here. I've played all and- of the games in this category, and Stray is the li- best, is the worst one. Stray is the... <laughs> I, a- <laughs> I, I was going to say least best, but there's a word for that. It's called worst. Yeah, which is a shame. Vampire Survivors, I really wanted them to get more of a nod. Without- they had a good announcement during the show, but... Without, without Sony, Stray wouldn't be here. I'll say it. Uh, yeah, good chance, honestly. You're still avoiding Marvel Snap in the chat. That's uh, okay. That's that's fair enough. I mean, I kind of am too, but just because I'm, I'm, I don't want to kill my phone battery. <laughs> uh, best indie game. 
So not just debut indie game, but indie game in general. Uh, we've got Cult of the Lamb, Sifu, Neon White, Stray, and Tunic. Stray won again. Once again. I, Once again. I think every other game on this list should have won, uh, like, was 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 a, a strong contender. I need to play Stray. I can't really you speak know, too much about what it was you know, there or not. Play, it's yeah. fine. The cat gets yeah. a gun at some point or something. Like, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, best ongoing game. It's all the live service games. It went to Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, games for impact a, a, a strange a strange category with a bunch of games I've never heard of um, do you know of many of these at all Jeremy uh, memoir blue as dusk falls citizen sleeper endling extinction is forever hindsight and I was a teenage exocolonist uh, I'd, I'd heard of uh, a memoir blue I had no interest in playing it as dusk falls and I love citizen sleeper um, yeah but that's about it right yeah, this is this is another one. I felt like as Dusk Falls was the one that the most people played because it got the Game Pass push. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Be like, yeah. Uh, best performance went to Christopher Judge for God of War. Uh, Who then spoke for? There was two hours. Yeah, he spoke for eight and a half minutes. I think it was a great speech. Any... <laughs> was it? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I was pretty rambly. It was very nice and heartfelt. Yeah, but it it felt very. Uh, it, it kind of it kind of didn't go too many places, um, but yeah, that meant that Ashley Birch for Horizon, uh, Charlotte McBurney for for a Plague Tale, uh, Manon Gage, Manon Gage for, Immort- for Immortality and Sunny Siljic for God of War Ragnarok. They were they were all pipped at the post. Uh, best audio design. This was an interesting one. There was a lot of strong contenders this year. I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo Seven, Horizon Forbidden West. Ragnarok won this year. I, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. But I wouldn't have. I think. No. Like, I, I might have given it to Gran Turismo Seven actually. Yeah, yeah, right. Quite, quite singular, directed, well-executed uh, audio design in that game. Yeah. Uh, best score slash music. We've got uh, the score for A Plague Tale Requiem, the score for Elden Ring, uh, the score for God of War Ragnarok, the score for Meta Hellsinger, and. This person for I don't know what, uh, Yas- Yasunori Mitsuda. I don't know what for what for which game. Uh, B- Bear McCreary's God of War Ragnarok uh, soundtrack. Z- Xenoblade this. Three, I believe. Oh, Xenoblade. Okay. Um, I do really like the God of War Ragnarok soundtrack. I know a lot of pe- some people find it they didn't really notice it too much. I really dig it. I I also I didn't really notice it. Like I I know the theme because I know the theme from the reveal trailer from from the three twenty seventeen or whatever. But like I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I I quite liked Elden Ring's score. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. I also don't. I also didn't like Metal Hellsinger's score. So like, like I don't. I don't like metal music really that much. It was bad. Jeremy's saying <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> uh, best art direction. This one was interesting. It was Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. And I feel like all of these games have quite unique visual designs. Um, Elden Ring won this, which I thought was interesting. I'd, and I, I'd I feel, give it to I I think that's I think that's fair because I I feel like with Elden Ring they weren't working with the highest fidelity assets, but they 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 pulled off the vistas and the the enemy designs and the 
it, it just worked. It was so cohesive and, and interesting and amazing to explore visually. Yeah, like you, you look at games like Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 and to a lesser extent even 2 and 1 and it's like, fuck, like, you know, these games don't, they're not, they're not the the prettiest games in the world, but fuck, like when when the when the direction hits, it hits hard. And you can look yeah. at Elden Ring and go like, it's it's just going to be another one of those, you know? Like the first time you go into the downstairs area of Elden Ring, it's like, holy fuck, like look at this fucking place. Yeah, or like the the first time when you when you beat, or you go around the side of Stormvale, but when you beat um, Godric and you go outside of Stormvale and you, you see all of Leonia of the Lakes and the, and the, the, the academy on the hill and the Erd tree in the distance and yeah it's it's yeah. it's pretty unforgettable yeah uh best narrative we've got a plague tale requiem elden ring god of i'm surprised elden ring made it here we've got god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west and immortality uh ragnarok won this and i think if you've listened to our coverage um you would know that we we probably aren't uh, agreeing with that too much <laughs> no I, I i would have given it to like either Horizon or Elden Ring, I guess. Like, like yeah. I, I, I think Elden Ring. Like, while it's you know the Souls game of like not really giving you like a complete like end to end story uh, through like a plot. Like, yeah, like like not through cutscenes and stuff. I still think a lot of their storytelling, what like the story that they are telling, is always really fascinating. And yeah, I, and, and I think they told it the best in this one too. Yeah. Um, out of out of the FromSoft games, and I I've not played enough Immortality. Um, that's just like a, yeah, like a whole say, me uh, either, a whole thing. But I I really would love to. Uh, last two here we've got best game direction. Uh, this this was Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Immortality, and Stray. Uh, it went to Elden Ring. Um, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game des- game direction and design. Um, I think that's more than. More than deserve, more than deserving here for this one. I think that also um, could have gone to Immortality. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That, that like you do need good direction for a game like Immortality, where it's so non-linear and almost uh, out of wilds, like where you can it could branch off and kind of go in any direction, and it's all about how it all joins to itself. I also genuinely don't know how you start making that game. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know how you make yeah. that game. I don't know. I don't know how Sam. I don't know how Sambalo does it. Yeah, probably laboriously. Uh, and then final one, game of the year. We've got A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh, and Elden Ring 1. And uh, I I don't know. I was I was a little surprised because God of War was getting a lot of awards throughout the night. Um, I'm, I think this was the right call. I agree with this. I think this is great. Um, might be my game of the year, but it's, um, yeah, I think this is a good pick. I think as a uh, the game of the, of twenty twenty two being Elden Ring, I think is a thing that you can look back on and go, yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Pardon? More than Stray being on this list. Yeah, Stray really it was on here a lot. I need to play it before I really weigh in, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ollie's asking whether Sonic Frontiers was robbed. More, it's not here on the list. And, and uh, did it, was, it make the cutoff? It didn't make the cutoff because the website was bugged. And the website, like, okay, so Jeff Keighley's on stage saying after we removed all the bot votes, 
which I don't know if there were bot votes, Jeff. I think your website was broken, where if you didn't vote for Sonic Frontiers, um, the vote wouldn't register properly <laughs> in one of the other categories. Oh, that's funny. Um, I, I don't know if it was bot votes or if it was like actually broken. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, those are all the awards. Um, it's interesting going through this each year and thinking about the awards and, and what the awards mean for the game awards. And we'll get to when we talk about the show. Yeah. Um, as far as the reveals went during the game awards, I think this is one of the strongest reveal batches we've ever seen at the game awards in a long, in a, in, in a good few years. How did, how did you feel about it as a whole, Jeremy? Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> In terms of the the trailers that we saw and the the announcements we saw, uh, look, it's 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 just, it's just weird only because there were so many other events this year that got cancelled kind of last minute or felt like that they were, you know, is this is this PlayStation going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Is this yeah? Is EA going to have like a little thingy? Are they? Maybe not. They are. Um, and so this being so set in stone, you could kind of see for a few months now that there was going to be quite a lot being shown here. I think because no one else really knew how they were going to show off their games. Right. Square Enix were going to have a thing as as with Sony. Like <laughs> They decided to sell half, half their portfolio instead of have a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's neater that way. Um, <laughs> and then decided to rebrand a company and then, and then demolish it or something. Um, yeah. But like the... Yeah, like I think I think we knew going into this that there was going to be a lot being shown. Like you know, like the, there there were companies teasing, like you know that the new Star Wars game was going to be there, and we knew that there was going to be a Final Fantasy sixteen thing coming soon. So like a lot of these awards weren't like uh, awards. A lot of these trailers they weren't surprising at all. Like some of them were. There were a couple of like genuine surprises, but like a lot of them were like, oh yeah, like it's the new fucking. Uh, cyberpunk DLC that they were talking about two weeks ago. Oh, it's you know the fucking Diablo Four. Like okay, like it, like we got to release it. Like that's neat, but like like we, like we knew that's coming. Like another trailer for Suicide Squad. Like okay, um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. Like a, a, right. a, a G with a capital G good with a full stop. <laughs> capital G fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the thing is that like the exciting things that were announced were very exciting. The surprises yes. were great. Um, yeah, and they were kept a lot of them. Some of them. I know yeah. there were Yeah. Yeah. I, there are years where most things have been spoiled. I think I think most things here were kept uh unspoiled. Um, which was cool. Yeah. So do we want to go over them sort of bit, bit by bit? Do you want to pick out your favorite three or the ones that just jumped to the top of your mind? What do you reckon? Uh, like, I don't think uh, we should do the whole list because there's like 60 trailers. Yeah, no, I don't think we should do the whole list. I think like the the, th- the, the, the I've got four that really stood out to me. Um, Great. Uh, being Armored Core. Um, yeah. Which is like, 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 like this actually got, like Armored Core got leaked about a year ago. Um, like we, like we knew that they were making another one for quite a while. Um, which was exciting only because they haven't made one of those in a while, and since they yeah, made Prom one of Soft those, hasn't made Armored Core since before Elder, uh, before Demon Souls. Yeah, right. Which is like, like that's so exciting. Of like, like what does that look like now? And it's like number yeah. six, right? So it's like, like they're not just they're not rebooting it; they're making a fucking another one. 
Um, oh, it was such a wicked trailer yeah, too. It's it's a cool it's a cool fucking trailer. Um, I'm very excited. Just to, fires of Rubicon. Yeah, like like <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I don't watch Transformers, but that sounds like that. Yeah, um, like I, I don't go here, but I'm excited. Um, it was one of your reveals. What uh, Ollie's saying in chat. Hades two was the biggest surprise, I think. Um, yeah. It's such a welcome one. Yeah, like honestly, like it was. I remember I was I was sitting at lunch with a couple of people who also really like Hades, and we were sitting around like the table watching. Who it doesn't all. like Hades? Right, but like you know, we know people like like Hades. Um, sure, sure. And so we were like, oh my god, like this is exciting. Is this is this uh, expand alone DLC? Is this just our regular DLC pack? Yeah. Or is this another game? And oh, well, for me, the thing that got me was like I I was. I was really digging the trailer because there's that like 20 seconds where they're fighting and it's silhouettes and I'm looking at the style and I'm listening to the music. I'm like, oh, this has got to be super giant. I can hear it. I can hear Darren in the music. What, what is it? What is it? Yeah. What is it? What is it? What is it? And then like we noticed the, um, the, like, like the wreath like on, on, oh. on this character's head and we're like, that's a Hades wreath. And so we were like, okay, is this a new game? Is this yep. like, they don't, they don't often do sequels. Well, they've never done sequels. They've so, never done a sequel. And so we're like, okay, like, and then they announced that they it was Hades two, and it's and it's coming early access. And I'm like, the early access announcement actually took the wind out of myself just a little bit, right? Because you could play it soon, but you want to play the full game, which is not going to be soon. Yeah, and playing the full yeah. game without playing any of the any of the early access stuff, like I think that was probably the way I'm going to play that game. Um, As someone who did play it in early access, I agree that you should play it in full release. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, that's exciting and great, but I probably am going to wait longer. Yep. Um, the other two for me that that kind of stood out um, was the fucking... <laughs> what's that What's that crime boss game? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> crime boss rock a... What, what, cr- cr- yeah, Rock A City. Rock A City, which I'm sitting here going like, that's like, well, first of all, Michael Madsen in his wicked old age is on stage with what I'm assuming is only like uh, the the two people the next him were like his carers. Um, they were not his carers; they were actors. But fuck, my man looks yeah. old. Um, I didn't know who that was. I like I was working the event and and I like I was busy. I was I was I was getting stuff typed. I was uploading a trailer, something, 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 and then I tuned back in. I'm like. Who is this? <laughs> yeah, he, he he's a he's a very like he, he he's a, a classic actor from like the eighties and stuff. Like then this trailer comes out and it's got like fucking Danny Trejo in it, um Kim Bassinger is in it, Vanilla yeah, Danny Ice. Danny Glover. Danny Glover shows up, Chuck Norris is at the end sitting here like what like what the fuck? And they all look great. They all look Michael great. Rooker. <laughs> Michael no no Michael Rooker's in Oh no, he is in it. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, like, what is this? Who is this? Who is making this game? I have no idea. Yeah, who, I have no idea who made this game. It looked the, the 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 like the like six tiny bits of gameplay they showed in between all of these like character introductions. Yeah, was like this looks like payday. This looks like a a nice double A heist shooter. It's like they just have they got like a really good budget and they've just spent it all on some of the oldest, <laughs> most revered Hollywood actors in the business. Look, like, look, here's the thing: Chuck Norris, Danny Trejo, Chuck Norris, um, and Vanilla Ice, and honestly, probably Danny Glover. They're probably not that expensive anymore. <laughs> maybe. And Michael Madsen, he he doesn't do a whole lot anymore, so I don't reckon he's that. 
I reckon probably the, the most expensive person probably fucking Kim Bassinger, which is so funny. Mm. Um, apparently they're an indie game, an, an indie game dev team in the Czech Republic. Right. Okay. Please don't tell me they're quadruple I. Uh, <laughs> I have no or idea. Triple I. I, I. I have no idea. Um, Good. Uh, and yeah, like like the the final thing that honestly excited me the most was there's that Castlevania Dead Cells collaboration that they were making. Oh, come off it! No, I'm genuinely excited for that. That looks cool as hell. I love Dead Cells, and uh, that's interesting. And the fact that they don't like that's such a cool like that's such a cool collaboration. That reminded me like I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, is this a is this a uh, Castlevania and um. Cadence of higher, uh, uh, what's the uh, crypt, crypt of the Necrodancer? Crypt, crypt of the Necrodancer. I was like, you know what? Castlevania's got some good music. They could do a really awesome Crypt of the Necrodancer Castlevania game. It's the right size game for a spin off like that. It's mm. not the most like super popular franchise, but people love it. It's got a very distinct style. I reckon they could make a sick version of that. And then they showed off its fucking dead cells. I'm like, that is such a good uh, connection. That is, it is because it's got the it's got the Metroidvania base, right? Yeah, and so that does make sense. I I have a weird feeling about Dead Cells because since they, uh, since it came out, they've been peddling out DLC like nobody's business, like every two or three months, nonstop. Um, and it and there was some dispute about like it, whether a different team took over or like. The, the developer really? sold the rights to the publisher or something or, or like the that. publisher took it was there was something like that it was a brief news item and then it was gone and it, and it just had me feeling like I don't I don't know if the if the creative team behind this is 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 pulling the strings anymore or if this is just a financial decision so that I, I do I do love dead cells but that 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 I always I feel a bit hesitant with their their newer newer content I need to look all that stuff up, though. But don't don't take all of that at my word. What, what, was, uh, what was what was big for you? Actually, sorry, uh, it was cool. So I did have a, I, I, do, I do have a question for you just before you jump into the stuff that that, that, that excited you. Um, I know that we both love Final Fantasy VII, um, and I know that you are not you have not been that excited for Final Fantasy sixteen. At least not to the extent where it's like, oh my god like must play game right yeah now what is your revised feelings on final fantasy 16 are you more excited for this game now that we've seen plenty more of it we we have a pretty good I, understanding I of it. yeah okay so am i because yeah, i think this I game am. is gonna absolutely fucking rip <laughs> yeah i do too uh, and and that's partly because i worked a couple of um final fantasy features and i i like I went through the the like three Final Fantasy 16 trailers we had like 18 times each. So I I, I really got into those trailers and I'm like, I, I think they're really trying to do something here. Yeah. Their crappy racism hand-waving aside, um, <laughs> like the, 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 the type of story they're trying to tell, um, the, the setting, the, the, the scope and scale of it, the slightly more linear aspect. I'm I'm really 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 looking forward to it. It looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of how they're earning the the icons, the summons, and how they're be- and how they're such a big part of the story. And they they're going to be these big set piece moments. 
Um, it's looking really good. Honestly, the biggest thing I'm worried about is that they've given away too much in the trailers. I feel like I've when when you when you watch them a lot, you can you can kind of you can piece together a lot of what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, you got to remember um, this is like a new, but this is going to be a sixty hour game. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally. But yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. And so their their trailer, it was kind of just like good to see more of it. Um, yeah. I am excited. And it came with a release date too. It's coming out in June. Yeah, late June yep. next year. So fingers crossed it doesn't get too delayed, but if it does, then that's fine. Uh, I, I'm excited I, to play it. I actually don't think it will. Like everything we've heard about this game, they've always just been like, yeah, it's on track. Like we're doing great. Like That's a really good point. Yeah, like we've heard nothing but positive things coming out of the development of this game. Yeah. Um, yep. When it comes to like, you know, milestones and all that stuff. Honestly, its biggest hurdle will be if Breath of the Wild gets delayed and moves its butt closer. Look, if there's a game that could take it on, it would be a Final Fantasy. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, so Final Fantasy 16 was called the the Death Stranding two announcement was a big surprise, um, and it was another. It was a. It was it was funny to see another Kojima trailer, not know what it was, find out what it was, and then it keeps going, and then it did that classic new Kojima trailer thing of ending four times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. here's the Death Stranding logo. Here's a new scene. Here's the Kojima Productions logo. Here's a new scene. Here's the list of the cast. Here's a new scene. It's like, what, what the fuck? But um, like, that was interesting. Uh, there was some, there was some interesting other things to look at, but just, they were, they were kind of cursory. I do have to say though, I, I, I loved the Star Wars Jedi Survivor trailer. I thought it was sick and it was just enough to get me so excited. I love how little they've shown and I love how excited the bit oh, that they have shown has got me. Don't you worry. We will see plenty of that game very soon. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't... It, it's not like it's going to be at this Game Awards and then the next E3 and then the next Game Awards. It's coming out in three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there'll be some release trailers and I don't have to watch them because they won't be part of every event between here and 2025. Um, but yeah, if anything, I was kind of surprised. Like we didn't see, we didn't see anything from Xbox. We hardly saw anything from Nintendo. We didn't get a Zelda or anything. Um, like it was kind of strange and we didn't really get much, that much from Sony. What we got the most from Sony was like PC game announcements PC. For, for stuff that was it part of the NVIDIA leak, like Returnal. Every, uh, every day as days go by that leak proves more and more true yeah it's corroborated every day yeah um yeah i honestly if i had to pick one last thing i really liked the 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 the, the like one minute clip of the mario movie that they showed and, and the more and more i see that movie the more i'm excited to just give it a watch and have a good time yeah yeah like i, I was I, I know what you mean yeah, like there was that moment where they're on the two platforms and they get close and he's and Mario's like, oh fuck, I gotta jump on this platform and he misses it. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> they're like, you know, it's just kind of like it's just rat brain look at screen and go, wow. But like <laughs> I'm excited to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, those are those are the big ones. Those are the ones I can think off the top of my head. Like other stuff like Earthblade was there like uh, from the team that made Celeste, but we didn't really see much, so it's hard to get excited about it. Um, yeah. Yep. I, that's about it for me. That Armored Core trailer, though, is so sick. If, you, if, if people are watching, they haven't seen the, art, uh, the, the Armored Core trailer, 
I highly recommend you watch it. it it's it's just such a, a stylish piece of media almost. Like, just the start of it is so cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jeremy. All right, Kerry. This is me. This is me. I've been I've been holding you by the collar, and you've been. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> All right, boy. Off you go. Boy, boy. Let's talk about the show itself. Let's talk about the Game Awards. Man, fuck the Game Awards. Like it's okay. Just, What's that, Jeremy? <laughs> they just. It's just. It's the same thing every year. It's like. Yep. It is just this showy, flashy hollow shell of an award show and like i'm gonna i'm gonna say this as someone who used to watch the oscars the oscars is the same thing it's the exact same fucking thing Uh, let's i don't have trailers throughout the oscars yeah but it it, it's it's almost meaningless right it's 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 for show and it's It's professional ego stroking it's it's politics and it's and it's and it's Rubbing shoulders, like I think, I think, I think the Oscars does a better job at at least, um, like okay. First of all, the Oscars is very long. It is very, very long. It is too long. I think it's right. like, it's like it's like four hours or something in total. It's I really... mean, were you were you watching the clock before? <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like, but it's like, it's it's like, and there's like shitty like gags in between and. Like, but they also do like a, like a, like a show, you know. They have like a the musical numbers and all this stuff. Like, it's 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 a thing that you like to go to, right? Yeah. Going to the game awards, you get the same experience online as you do, um, in person because it's a show made for, like, it's a it's a web awards show, right? The Oscars is still a thing that they they want you to be there. You know, they 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 don't sell tickets for it, but like you get invited to it and you get to see like a, a whole production. You know, because they're all they're all drama kids, all drama nerds. And so the the Game Awards has this this weird thing where it's trying to be the Oscars of video games, while also accidentally being the Oscars of video games. Even when you rewind four years ago when Joseph Perez is on stage saying, fuck the Oscars, and everyone's like, ha-ha, yeah, like, we're video games, you know, like, uh, fuck, the, fuck the man, you know, we're the underdogs. And it's mm. like, yeah, but, like, boy, do you really wish you were the Oscars in that regard because the awards seem to be the least important thing to your show. Um, yeah. And that... I, I do agree with that with that complaint, and I do think it is a problem but i don't know how it's one they solve because this is also the most watched award show of the year because people don't watch people don't come to watch for the awards you know what i mean yeah but like at that point like just at that point why doesn't keely just run his own mini e3 yeah I don't know. It's interesting because by virtue of it having so many eyes on it in some ways that does it does turn the it does it does lend a different weight to those to those awards compared to many others, and also because it's voted on by a large pool of game critics, many of whom we listen to and we trust. Yeah, like and 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 that's fine and good. Apart from then, the show becomes not about the awards, not even really about the uh, uh, really as much about the games getting the awards. Mm. And then it becomes moments, right? It's this trailer, or it's Al Pacino, or it's <laughs> Michael Madsen. Uh, Michael Madsen's on stage, 
or yeah, you know, like it, or, it, and it it like you know oh like it's it's uh, Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson f- from com- uh, you know calling in live to I guess talk about an award or something mm. because uh, Netflix were there and they had a deal with Ryan Johnson which means they could pull his collar and get Daniel Craig to sit down in a camera for and it's like and there's just it's just so obvious and it's so plain and it just doesn't celebrate the people that make the game really at all doug bowser's accepting the award for bane at a three Mm. nintendo didn't make that game yeah like what are we doing here like this is this is an award to give to a product and not the people that made the game and then the owners mm. of that product can come and accept it. And it's up to the owners of that product to decide if they want to give the creative people, you know, the workers who made the game, the the award or not. You know, like, I'm glad Miyazaki got to go on stage and, you know, accept the Game of the Year award for, for Elden Ring. I think that's good. Um, I don't know who would have gone up to accept the award for game of the year if uh you know say um xenoblade yeah that probably would have been doug bowser mm. you know i'm suit <laughs> you don't think monolith were gonna make it <laughs> i don't reckon i don't reckon they would have at all yeah it's a good point that that's that's a really good point it, it may be more nintendo specific than anything um, because we did see a lot of developers go up on stage. Like, with God of War winning as many awards as it did, the different people who it pertained to went up on stage. You you saw from the narrative director, you saw from someone on the accessibility team except the accessibility reward. You saw the reward <laughs> award. You saw the... Um, I don't know if Eric Williams made it up on stage, but, it, like, you know you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's a, it, That is a good point. I... I don't think they're entirely without merit. I I I th- I think it I, th- I think it just it always feels dis- it always feels disingenuous because the show always becomes about we need the biggest reveals. You know, we okay. need we need the biggest reveals and we need the biggest we need the biggest reveals to the detriment of people actually caring about the awards that we're giving. And right. at no point is there a conversation where they're saying, "Okay, this might actually take away from the show that we're trying to show." You know, this might take away from the people's awards. If people right, are, because the reveals are the show. Yeah, and that is at that point, like you're not making an awards show anymore. Yeah, like like you're just not doing that. You you are making a show that has like you know okay so next year right if they if they show the exact same thing and don't do any awards, they get the same amount of viewers, maybe more. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Mm. No. Yes. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think there's enough people who would find who would find that too disingenuous. The veil, the veil that they can, cause the amount that is there, there gives would, enough for there people to be... hang on to that they can a- agree with it. But I don't think that the, the 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 thousands and thousands of people watching are that vapid that they wouldn't have some issue with that. There would be people tuning in because the awards wouldn't be there. Yeah, not enough. I don't think there would be I... enough to to fill in the backlash. What I'm saying is, it's not going to make a dent. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you, and I'm saying it, it would. I, 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 I genuinely think that the most important thing to these awards always ends up being the announcements, right? Like, do you, I agree. And, and that sucks. That's at that like that is that is that is not a not a good way to make a show to make people care about the show right it it feels it it feels far more disingenuous when when they know it and at that point like like do you remember at all okay probably harder to ask you because because you weren't watching the show just watching the show but like the actual like moment that uh, God of All Ragnarok won best narrative. Like I barely I remember it. Actually, yeah, I barely remember it because it was bookended by just giant announcements over and over again. You know, you're flooded. Yep. You're flooded with information. There is such a an influx of information of new game announcements, and it's they're all they're all quite big and they're all you know useful and stuff. But why- that's a good point. It's kept tight because people are coming for an award show, and so when people are like, "How did you find this year's game awards?" It's like, "Oh, it's a bit slow," and so then they they tighten it up. They need to do a better way of doing it. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and maybe that's have like like two separate events happening. You can run them back to back. Yeah, right. I, I just don't, I don't see that ever happening. Well, no, of course not, because... I, there's, a, there's a pretense to this. And you're right. At this point, a large part of it is quite false. Like... We're there for the awards. We voted in the awards. We're excited for what the awards are, but we get there and we're re- we're most excited for the reveals. And we're there to have you know to to rub shoulders with Al Pacino, and you know like we're there to say that we had Daniel Rat uh, Daniel Rat- Daniel Craig you know on the big screen and that sort of like legitimize me, yeah, notice right. me, and, and it's it's yeah. always been like this. It has always been like this of like this level of well, who's the most famous people we can get? You know right. who is who is the most known important person that we could possibly get you know like like elon musk is not out of place at a game awards like they they could get him and it would be a thing that they would say we've got elon musk presenting an award you know Mm. it's it's never about it's not even like you know fucking uh al pacino's on stage making you know jokes about how he can't read it and this might come as a surprise to you but i i, I don't play games mm. and i'm like look I, I think it's funny that al pacino is there because fuck it's funny that al pacino is there yeah but like why is al pacino why there? is al pacino there like he's like <laughs> yeah i found myself asking that question like, like michael madsen you know bless him he's in a video game now yeah yeah, I don't know. They had some good moments. Like the moment with with Troy and Ashley and Bella and Pedro, like that was fun, I thought. That yeah, was that, that was sweet. Good fun and, and relevant. Yeah. And like where else can you kind of get a moment like that? Sure. Like that, that was cool. That's fine. Yeah. No no issues with that. And like the the time where they had uh remember they had they had Reggie and Phil and uh who was it, it was from Sean PlayStation? Was it Sean Layden? Yeah, yeah, when they had all three of them on stage and then uh, two out of the three of them quit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and now it was, they had Doug Bowser on stage accepting awards, Reggie in the audience making my body's ready jokes and Phil sweating in the stands knowing that he just got because sued. Because he knew he didn't have anything at the show. Well, no, beyond that, because that morning he's gotten a lawsuit and a letter saying the FTC is coming for you. <laughs> like That's it, true. it was That's like, true. what a different look at the industry from that moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, Alex has said in chat, it's a celebration of games and not the people that make them. The devs feel so removed from the equation. You're right. You're right. It's and it's and it's and it's that's it, true. It's a celebration of product. You know, it's a celebration of you know, I like that they they are two awards from saying like we're giving an award for the best selling game of the year. Right, I see what you yeah. Like right. like it has got nothing to do with like, you know, like saying that this is like the best game that exists. It's like no 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 like you're here, but also like 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 we're selling commercials. You know, the Fire Emblem is out there flogging their DLC for their game that isn't out yet in the in in the middle of an awards show, mm. while the head of Nintendo of America is standing on stage, um, uh, accepting an award for a company that I don't think they even own. So, Jeremy, yes, I have uh one sort of final question on this yes what are you going to do next year and how are you going to feel if it's largely unchanged as same as i am this year and i will continue beating my drum because at some point i just accept what we're going to get you know i accept the, the 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 amount of uh of like not 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 uh suspension of disbelief it's not that but i'm i'm accepting the show on its terms i know what i'm getting yeah i i i, I refuse and i think that and and i, and I think i think an award i think an award show like the game awards likes to put itself in a position where they don't consider themselves uh able to like the, the, the there is a level of critique that they get to skip um, because they say they can say they're an award show. They can say that they are at least a celebration of the games that come out. You know, like Jeff Keighley likes to go on Twitter and sort of rep- like semi-report games news a lot, even though that's not his job anymore um, and hasn't been for quite a while because, like, truthfully, the Game Awards are, is just a place for publishers to market games that he's probably l- largely in a PR role than anything else. Right. Um, while also getting to take on the persona of um, like games reporter. Like a media personality. Yeah, which he's not. Um, because this is his job now, is running the Game Awards company, running... Um, Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest, yeah, like the other one. Like it's like it, th- this is a this is a a public relations public relation relations show. If I can get my words out, um, <laughs> that likes to sort of lift itself away from the scrutiny of an E three. Um, you know, Summer Game Fest likes to just wrap its big arms around every press show um, that happens around the E three time. While also keeping an arm's distance of action. Well, you know, like we didn't make this show. Summer Game Fest had it. We had our showcase, but like, oh, you, did you think that Gearbox show was bad? Well, like it's part of Summer Games Fest, but like we didn't, we didn't make the, the Gearbox showcase. It, the, the Game Awards gets to do its its own thing. You know, they get to be there. They get to have every important person in gaming there. Every head of studio, every head of platform gets to go to the Game Awards they get to make announcements and take monies from from companies that are dreadful. <laughs> um, you know, Modern Warfare 2 got to advertise a lot. I got to got to do its own advertisement there. You know, Mark, like Phil Spencer's there trying to buy that company. But yeah. 
like like you know Jeff Keighley can still accept money from Activision Blizzard and continue to accept that money to show off their game while celebrating games without the people that make them really and without having them on stage and getting Al Pacino on there so he can hang out with Al Pacino like the whole thing is just a mess like none of this is 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 none of this is helpful to anybody aside from the game awards what purpose does this awards show bring to the industry there was there was no issues what does e3 bring to the industry Look, well, E three was a trade show. E three is it's is it's having its own issues, right? Where they yeah, don't... sure. But what is what is what is what is E? What are the the press conferences these days have for the industry? Yeah, so the press conferences less and less have have relevance and 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 don't really have as much. But at least that show is surrounded by developers, and the developers can go on stage. They can talk about their games a little bit. They will they will demo their game just like they're at on 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 the on the expo show floor of PAX where they will give a brief spiel about the game, they get to stand there with controller, whether or not they're playing it or not, and they will show off a game that they made, maybe talk to a, talk a little bit why they're making it. They will, you know, do their spiels about, you know, like, you know, in the newest, in the newest uh, addition to the Assassin's Creed franchise, in this one you get to fly the bird, blah, 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 blah. They, they are there, at the very least, on stage. Um, I feel like far less than you remember. Like, I'm not saying they're there a lot, but they're there. Right, whereas, like, the Game Awards is they press play on a trailer, similar to a Nintendo Direct, but at least at E3, the devs usually are at the show. You can get interviews. You can get people talking about them. You know, you can have the, hey, congrats on your on your showing at E3. Talk to me about this game in depth. And you can actually interview the, the developers on their game. Whereas this was just a chopped up, Nintendo Direct, um, and like, what do the awards really mean at the end of the day when none of it feels celebratory? Yeah, really. I would say for the for the for the purposes of the show, it's a pretense. Yeah, but they don't treat it like it was like it was it was maybe the original reason why they wanted to do this show but like yeah. but he's tried to the like this is not the first revision of the game awards you know the game awards has existed back when it was like spike tv were hosting it and 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 and, and like yeah. he, he's been trying to make this show but for a very long time and making this show for a very long time and it's not been about the awards for such a long time now that it I just it just feels fake. It feels plastic. It feels like okay, this well, this mold. Don't watch it, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, but I like it. It it is an it is uh, unfortunately it is an important industry showing now because we get not awards related news out of it up the wazoo, and so now I'm congrats congratulatory obligated by, <laughs> by 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 one Mister Jeff Keeley because I get his emails. Uh, every time he does a show saying like he's your co-stream pack so you can stream the game awards to your own twitch channel and he sends me like funny little overlays i could put in my obs which which i'm not going to do um he has made himself a press a a a presser a conference he's made himself a conference Mm. is is what he has made and so calling it an award show has become disingenuous to its purpose 
because it's a conference now with awards. I guess. And that's bad. And it should be critiqued. It, yeah, it should be critiqued. Yeah. I don't think it's that big a deal, personally. Yeah, but I also don't think that it escapes critique the way you say it does. I think it, it is one of the most critique shows that happens every year. Yeah, but like it, but in a way that nothing changes because the money continues yeah, rolls in, and therefore it it shall it shall keep getting critiqued and deserves more critique every year. Yeah, that- it's just like how the, the 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 FIFA games on Switch keep getting critiqued, but they also keep selling, even though they haven't changed in four years. Like, yeah, but. But what, like, your attitude is very, like, yeah, why are you bothering? No, it's just more like, I don't know. I don't mind it being a conference. I understand that the that the awards are uh, less than half of the show. That's bad. You I- accepting that for what it is, as instead of critiquing for what it should be, is is you saying, well, why are you bothering to care? Don't watch it. I can't not watch it. We're, we're doing this. It's the Game Awards. Those two things don't add up to the way they do. Yeah, but the only reason we have to watch it is because of the announcements. Because every year they do DICE, an award show, and every year we don't watch it. Oh. Even though that one is about the developers. So, like, like what's the... what's the, the, There's a push and pull. The, the, this show only exists because it is the way it is. And it only gains the audience it gets because it is the way it is. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's it's not worth critiquing and talking about. No, and, and I'm, and and I'm not trying to say you shouldn't critique it. Yeah, but you're saying I, I you're, think part, you're saying of, don't I think part watch of what it. I'm saying, Jeremy, is because we have been in this segment of the podcast for a while now, and I feel like we've gone in circles a little bit. Yeah, but you're saying why are you watching it? I'm like, like, what kind of question is that? Okay, no, uh, that's fair. That's that's fair enough. Yeah, it's just. I feel at some point it is because it's always been like this does not give it an excuse to be like this. No, I know, but I also feel like at some point it is unproductive to to wait for the game awards to be the same each year and be the same amount of angry at it each year. You know what I mean? Like No, cuz it's 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 anger in the hope of change. If they changed and they became a legitimate awards show about the awards, yeah. Instead of about meeting celebrities backstage, then I yeah. would love that. And it would it would get the praise it deserves. And I just want a better future for our industry and this does nothing for it. Okay. Well, Jeremy, I think we should make a deal to watch the Dice Awards this year. Yeah. Yeah, actually, let's do that. Let's do that. When because is it? Because it's it's early in the year. I think it's usually February or March. That one, and that's cool because you you avoid the problem of this show happens in December, so you miss all of the December games as part of 2022, mm. and then they never get remembered for the 2023 awards, um, or you know insert year number here. Um, yeah, no, we should we should see what the dice awards are like. We should and we should you know spruik spruik for them and and shout their praises if they're doing 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 the lord's work all right carrie what are you doing what are you doing on the 21st of february uh not celebrating my birthday because that's weeks beforehand (laughs) i was hoping your birthday is going to be in like august um (laughs) (laughs) just whenever anyone asks you what are you doing on any day that's not your birthday not celebrating my birthday birthday. (laughs) all right i'll tell you what you're doing on the 19th of february Oh, okay. 
you hop on a plane with me and we're going to the Dice Awards. We're going to the Dice Awards, baby. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Uh, okay, everybody, we're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about random games that we've been playing. It's, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be random. We'll be right back. It's not random. It's decided. <laughs> we decided. Completely arbitrary. It's our show. <laughs> Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been speaking about Death Stranding, Dice Awards. What else are we talking about? Talking about... Uh, oh, we're talking about Spotify Wrapped. Yes, we, we, we went through our Spotify statistics for the podcast. Yeah, for, for, um, for anyone who doesn't know, for any podcast... Uh, if anyone who has a podcast that is on Spotify and is connected to like the Spotify dashboard thing, um, Spotify will give you a podcaster's wrapped... Um, which is a fun, like, silly, like, hey, what if you do the Spotify app, but for your podcast, and it's just like, mm. this is how people listen to your podcast, and what your listeners are like, and it's like, nonsense. And where they're from. Nonsense. nonsense. That's right, I see you. I see you. Jonathan. <laughs> Who's Jonathan? And 12 Crescent Way. <laughs> Who? You just dock someone? <laughs> Wait, well, we said it said it says it says where you live, and then I, I made a you know I made a joke like you know there's some Jonathan at uh, home listening who lives at Twelve Curves and Way who is is sweating right now. Yeah, that's that's the joke, Jeremy. I yeah. got him. I got him. I got you, Jonathan. Uh, we're gonna talk about games we've been playing this week, and mm-hmm. Jeremy's gonna bring it in with the most timely references you could ever dream of as 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 we can only do on this show jeremy tell us about <laughs> tell us tell us about how much more stranger paradise you've played all right Final fantasy origin all right get ready everybody um so i have a list of games that i am going to play by the end of this year for game of the year i'm putting together my collection i've only got one more game that i want to finish before game of the year which is next week next week for us indeed it is this Um, me looking down to the right is me looking at the date on my computer like oh Uh oh, 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 oh." and i had I had two games on that list and I added a third because I realized how short um, that like, Sol- Solarius game or whatever it's called is because um, it's like four hours. Uh, anyway, um, I haven't played that one. What I have played and finished was Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. I finished it. I looked up how long I had left and I went, you know what? I can, I can get that done. I know mm-hmm. where I'm at pulled up a list of all the quests in order and went, Oh, I'm here. I can get to there by the end of this, by the end of the, by the end of the year. Turns out got there by the end of the week. Anyway, nice one. I finished it. So I'm just going to say flat out spoilers for final fantasy origin. No, for stranger of paradise, final fantasy origin. Uh, More than that though, right? You're, you're saying full spoilers. Yeah. yeah I'm going to talk about what happens in this game, which is like, look, not a whole lot that you don't see coming. I'll be honest. Well, like 10 months old and it's, it's like a, one of the oldest games you could be talking about for game of the year yeah and it's a prequel to the original final fantasy game so like 30 years old yeah but also it like leads directly into that okay so i'm, I'm so in stranger paradise final fantasy origin i'm just gonna say flat out this game plays really fucking well 
Um, okay. I wasn't super into it at the beginning. Like, it was fine. I was getting through it, and I thought, like, the combat well, was pretty good, but not, like, not great. Um, mm, it's a lot of systems. A lot of systems. Let me tell you, once you figure it out, which is actually, okay. it's actually not so bad. Um, it's not nearly the, as, as complicated as some other games that I've played. Um, and, and once you find the shortcuts, right, there are actually a lot of shortcuts that, that allow you to engage with the systems as much as you would like. Um, so there's an optimized gear button, which you can just keep hitting every now and again to just give you the best gear. Um, there's a lot of skill trees and you can... So, okay, so the, the, the way it works is that like there are different classes that you can choose, which are called jobs, and each job has its own skill tree. Once you get to level 30, at the end of a lot of those skills trees, skill, uh, skill trees inside of these jobs are more jobs. Some of them require multiple, uh, m- multiple final unlocks and skill trees from across multiple jobs, which lead into more and more jobs. I think there's about 15 or so different classes, and they all play fairly differently. They all have, like, there's, like a, there's a few different weapon types, like there's spears and swords and, like, uh, magic wands and stuff um and you know the different mages they all use the magic wand weapon Mm. right so like it's not like you're choosing different weapons every single time but they all have different functions and there's sort of basic ones like there's sort of like four like difficulties of of the, the actual jobs that exist um which the further and further you go down through the more and more skill trees that you unlock the more complicated they become in mm. terms of un- un- unlocking their genuine potential. For the most part, if you're good at action games, or at least you can, if you get good at this action game, then you'll be fine. If right. you like, you can get to level 30 at a job, like in a job, which is the maximum level a job uh, can reach. If you find one that suits you, you can stick with that probably for the whole game. Right. It, at that point, it's all about your gear score and leveling up which is just you collecting gear, which sort of rubber bands to your level anyway. Um, and just every now and again, going into your settings and tweaking your auto, disem- auto disassembly because you get a ton of gear and it fills up your inventory very quick. And so there's, there's an auto disassembly system that you can turn on so that any gear that is sort of like this level or lower, you just automatically delete at the end of the level. So once you figure out that the systems are sort of can be optimized or sort of auto-completed in a way or like automated. Like streamlined. Yeah. Um, the, the systems is mostly about like, well, I, f- for me myself, I was sort of completing jobs. Uh, sorry, I was, I was like getting level 30 on a lot of jobs, which level 30 is when you get, every, like level 30 will give you enough points to max out the entire skill tree in that job, which do think, which can do things like, you know, give you more health or do more damage or give you, more moves which are specific to that job um, when you're doing combos um, or make some of your other abilities sort of last longer which are uh, not specific to each job. Um, I found myself, like, one of the most engaging things in this game was completing a job, looking at the bottom list saying, okay, well, this job leads into one called Death Knight and I don't know what Death Knight is, so I'm going to finish this job, get the Death Knight unlock in this tree and then go to what other requirement it needs and go through the multiple um, uh, skill trees to get to the end of that so then I can unlock Death Knight and see what that's like. And then Death Knight onwards from there will allow you to unlock more and more jobs. Jesus, like, how I, many are there? Uh, I think there's like 15. 
which is quite a lot. That's it. It feels the way you're talking about it makes it sound like there's like a hundred. But like you start off with like four or three. Right. I think you start off with three jobs, and then when you get to the end of those, you then get more unlocking from those, and they sort of branch out right. further so and further. Out. Yeah. So you you don't get like nine at the beginning. You only get like like I want to say three, and I think it's like sword, melee, and magic. Yeah. Um, and then like and yeah, like it, it was it was quite enjoyable. Like by the end of the game, I I hadn't unlocked nearly all of them. Um, there might be more than fifteen. I'm not too sure. Um, but that was really really fun. That was like a really enjoyable aspect was going through and sort of like beelining different parts because like. While they're at the bottom of the um, the skill tree, you don't need to unlock all of the skills to get to that point. So you can get to like level eighteen in a certain job, get the unlock, and say, "I actually don't really like playing as a dragoon." For example, I'm gonna mm. go to the other one, go through that. I actually really enjoy doing this one. I'm gonna max out this skill tree because it's fun and the combat is engaging. Um, so that was really great. I had a great time with that. Um. The writing in this, we know, we've seen the trailers for this. It's disjointed as hell. It is yeah. weird. The dialogue is odd. The, and it's really like tonally dissonant, right? You've got this like modern day guy in yeah. Final Fantasy land. And they do this thing where like every level is a different Final Fantasy game inspired level. <laughs> yeah. Each level is like, oh, this is inspired from the Marco Reactor in Final Fantasy VII. This is inspired from this part of Final Fantasy IV. Weird stuff. Really yeah. weird stuff. And, like, not spelled out for you, right? Like, you got to find that. Like, people had to, like, recognize that. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's not related to anything. Like, you're not, you're not yeah. going through a romp of the Final Fantasy universe. It's just weirdly inspired by. Right. Um... The, the plot of the game is like, hey, there's these chaos crystals and there are these three warriors. These three warriors don't remember who they are, but they all know they're on the same mission. And that is to uh, find and capture the chaos crystals and hopefully destroy chaos, which is taking over the world. You then meet a couple more heroes as a party of five. And you call yourselves the Warriors of Light, basically. Just kind of prophesized in this in this funny sort of roundabout way. Right. You then have to defeat four fiends. <laughs> Capital F, proper noun fiends. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what they are in Final Fantasy. So they are Final Fantasy, and these are like one of them is like a kraken, like and they're like they're the elements. There's a water one, there's an earth one, there's a fire one. Um. Lightning? Wind. Wind is the other. Uh, yeah. Fire, water, earth, wind. It's like, funny how they changed that up. Yeah. The game. Yeah. I like that. Um, and as you are going along, you are like, there is like this darkness mist that is causing you to remember more and more about your past. And of course. And our, and our protagonist, Jack Garland, he doesn't like that. Not a fan of this. Does not does not enjoy like he 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 knows that the, that there is a reason that that they are that they are, that is why they are called strangers in this world. The cap the strangers is a is a capital S proper noun of the name of the kind of person they are, which is stranger to the world. Right, like they don't know who they are. They have no connection to anything. They have a mission. They're going to execute on the mission. Jack's whole thing is he likes to fight. Well, that that's his purpose. That's and his yeah. drive. Yeah, he needs to fight. He needs a battle, Mister Jack Arland. So they go along 
uh, they get to a point where they they figure out that there's like there's an ancient race called like the Lufinians or something, and okay. and 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 they are somewhat in charge of this, of 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 this world and. Things come alight, things come about. You start to realize that maybe these Lufinians are not so great. That there's okay. a, that, that that maybe maybe this has happened before. You know, why is why is Jack Memories talking about things that might have actually happened before? Why is he why why did he forget all these things? And he find so out he stops running away from the past. Kinda. He's got this moment where you fight this. This is, again spoilers, but you you fight. A a, a a what one of your allies throughout a lot of this game, this dark elf named Astos, you end up fighting him, who was helping you through a lot of the game. Um, Astos becomes Ultima weapon because every Final Fantasy needs an Ultima weapon. Um, wow, right. Uh, and then you remember that Jack and Astos, you were friends, and Astos, <laughs> Astos is not actually a dark elf. Astos is a, is an AI creation, which would. <laughs> Which 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 Jack was told, hey, don't care about this li- the life of this creation that we've made. Like, just ignore it. Like, we can replace him. But you know, J- Jack right. over over his many battles in the past, uh, created a connection to it. To, to, right. To so Jack's a, a droid sympathizer, a yes. Geth sympathizer. Well, a, a clone sympathizer, maybe we say. Oh my god, for sure. Um. Anyway, uh. So you then realize that. That you're actually in this this sort of time loop situation, and that to break out of it, they, they were one year late for the for the year of time loops. I know, I know, right? They were, they were two months late because it's a February game. <laughs> this is an early game. Yeah. You then you then to Jack then realizes to break out of this time loop that I need to like, I need to be chaos, right? <laughs> And right. may- maybe what he it, wanted to he wanted to kill chaos. He wanted to kill chaos, but maybe he's got to open his heart up to chaos. And he he knows the prophecy of of the warriors of light. There are only four. There's only four pro- warriors of light. And then, ah. what was genuinely exciting was your party become a boss battle, which was pretty sick. Like you fight the whole party. You fight your whole party all at once. Whoa! Is this like the the final? No, battle? Not, not not even the final battle. Final wow. battle is Chaos himself, of course. Right. Because is that very similar to the I feel like you fight Chaos earlier in the game. Like in the demo and like the first level you fight it, it's like Chaos question marks? Uh no, no, this is like a like the the oh. demon you fight it looks it looks quite like the what Garland looks like in Final Fantasy as the main villain. Right. And then you sort of combine and take his form. Kind of okay. You still become a guy, but like, but yeah. Um. So okay. So so what? So so like. So you fight your party. Your party has actually been trying to, to to make you more powerful this whole time. Yeah, and that is a re- they flash back to some of the weird fucking disjointed conversations you're having at the beginning of the game. That first dungeon that was that demo, right? They have this flashback to that moment where they're like this fucking weird ass moment where like. They're like, that's Jack. Only Jack could, could you know, could do, the, like, to fight like that. And Jack's like, oh, what are you talking about? And then, like, they don't bring it up because it's weird and you oh. think that that game is written like that, but really they're talking about it. 
Oh my god! And they they pull that on you in a way that I'm like, you know what? Fuck wow. you! You know what? You, you did it, it on purpose, you motherfucker! You did it! Hell yeah! Wow! Um, that's fascinating. Really, kind of neat. Still, at the end of the day, not great in in its presentation wise all the way around. It's not the most cohesive game at all. Um, yeah. but that was cool. And then you fight chaos at the end of the game. Uh, the final cutscene is like in like one of the trailers, which is Jack walking up to his throne, which has got skulls all over it. Um, <laughs> and then it's got like this, like you know, like a it it, it plays like a like a like a little cutscene sort of thing. And then it's got this full Final Fantasy R CG super high def CG cutscene. Okay. And this cutscene is Jack now finally Garland. Right, the chaos, chaos, the main protagonist of Final Fantasy antagonist. One. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, the main antagonist, Final Fantasy One, doing everything like and like he spelled out this plan, right? He spelled out this plan that like what I need to do is I need to become chaos. I need to become the ultimate bad guy because at only the darkest point in the world can four warriors of light truly come out and and save this world. Right, and so he he becomes the villain, knowing that four warriors of light will uh, be birthed out of the darkest moment in in at this what world. Point, at what point does he realize that he and his group aren't the warriors of light? Uh, very, very close to the end. Right. Okay. Yeah, very very close to the end. He then realizes that he need, he needs he needs to become the ultimate villain to create the ultimate heroes to finally break the time loop. Yeah, bit of a crap rationalization but it's it's fun yeah like yeah but also like it is fun (laughs) yeah like i think that's that's a crap thing that i think no one would actually think you know but as like a plot device i think that's pretty cool yeah and like like he's the he's the one that's like i need to become yeah and so and so he has this whole like thing where he's like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna bring chaos into my heart like your combat changes a little bit you get like a whole new meter which is just like chaos meter and it right. like and it's just like it is constantly full and I don't know if the meter does anything, but it makes you feel fucking wicked. Um That's it, cool. Yeah, it was neat. Um and then yeah, then this 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 final cutscene is Jack in his armor that he has in the in the first game, and he goes to the castle, breaks in, kidnaps the princess, massacres guards, and it's I've seen that. And it's I've bl- seen that. Does the game start with that? I don't think so. I, I never, I'd never seen this. If the game doesn't, then the trailer does. The, the, the trailer might show some of it. Or rather, the demo. The demo does. Maybe. Um, I've seen that whole scene. Yeah. And it's bloody, right? It and is it's gory. Like mist and... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and That's then, fascinating. Yeah. And and then, so I'm like, okay, like, that's kind of neat. And then it, like, and they have this moment where, like, the four warriors of light enter his castle. And you don't see them what they look like because they're like what final fantasy one characters like would have looked like if they were like, yeah, they didn't want to design the, yeah. Um, but like they walk through and you see the silhouettes and stuff and there's like a mage and a warrior and all that stuff. And like, and it's cool. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. I would play a remake of the first game right now. Yep. yep. (laughs) Like, like, you know what? So funny. Right. And, and one of the coolest things was, was then after that, after the fact going on the Wikipedia page, and the entire plot of Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise is a is a reverse of the plot of the first game. 
where the Warriors of Light oh. f- fight the four fiends and retrieve their crystals, which yeah. is like you you are setting up that whole game, right? For like the, the entire plot, only to find out in via this game that the villain you are fighting was actually in a roundabout way a hero without you realizing because like like the plot of final fantasy one is like is pretty is pretty you know like oh he's a villain uh very early nes game right it's pretty threadbare but the plot of final fantasy one is a time loop plot oh you're kidding me (laughs) and so this whole thing is one giant loop that doesn't begin and end with Final Fantasy 1, begins and ends with Stranger of Paradise and ends in Final Fantasy 1 and goes all the way around that way. They've added another another little chain. Like half. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's it's cool as well because it's it's Team Ninja yes. who did that. Like, I wonder if well, Square came up with that or if they did. So, or... Kerry, let me tell you, the creative director, writer, and concept is one, Tetsuya Nomura. Fuck! I uh, knew it. Yeah, you knew that. I knew it before you said it. Yeah, you know that. Um, so you know, <sighs> props to him. He's done it again. But also, what I really hope this is, because because he he's he's not director. I don't think he's like he's not gameplay director on the game because Team Ninja made it. Like he would have been there to design. Yeah. Like he conceptualized the game. And then yeah. I'm not sure at some point either Team Ninja approached him or he approached Team Ninja. But like. I hope that this is him saying, I actually want to also remake the first Final Fantasy game. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. really cool. That would be it so It really sick. would be. It would be. How fun I can't would that deny be? that. Very fun, Jeremy. And then my way played over it's the funny, credits. It's funny. Like, Final Fantasy 1 doesn't even have summons, you know? Like, yeah, it is so early. There's this... Yeah, but they could probably remake that whole game and and fill it out without needing to make a trilogy. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it could literally be the the replacement bookend for the first game with Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. Um. Oh man, that would be wild, right? Would you Would you play if it if it was more traditional JRPG remake though, and less action, like not Final yeah. Fantasy VII action? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know if I'd finish it, but I'd I'd certainly give it a shot. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. It was. Well, I guess we know what comes after Final Fantasy sixteen and Final Fantasy seven Rebirth. Well, Rebirth is not being directed by Nomura. No, I know, but like, but in also, terms of like Final Fantasy games, you know, I th- I think well, yeah, yes, but I hope so. I don't know. Um, that would be fun. I feel yeah, like I feel like Nomura would want to would want to conceptualize it considering he did all of this. Well, yeah. I mean, if it seems like half the work's done, but I also feel like he might be too busy because he's, he's, he's the, Oh, he's doing kingdom hearts too. Isn't well, he? yeah. He's the director of, of final fantasy seven remake as a whole. Um, yeah. Like, like he's in charge of that project. Um, that yeah. Whole he's like overseeing thing. it now though. Like rebirth yeah. isn't, isn't as much of his work as the, as the first one was. But I also think he's directing Kingdom Hearts 4. I think I think he's yeah. directly directing that game. Yeah. Um <sighs> You know what though? Fucking you got to hand it to him. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to make a thing that is capital C cool. <laughs> you know what he knows? You know what he knows? He knows the power of canon. 
and he weaponizes the cannon. Yes, yeah. He knows how to use it. Yeah, he does. And twist you with it. I, 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 but in a way that isn't, that doesn't feel fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's like fun. Yeah. Anyway, that game is cool. And like that game, that game got really fun towards the end. Like it is, it is so cheesy and corny and there were so many hilarious yeah. moments. Like there was this, there was this moment where you meet one of the fiends and starts to talk and Jack literally just jumps at it with his fist pointing directly out saying, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like says those words directly yeah. out loud to you and everybody else, I guess. And yeah. there are so many times where like one of your party members, Jed is like, Hey, like I just, I just remembered this thing. And Jack will literally interrupt him to say, like, we're moving on, but in a way that is so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> and there was this moment where, like, Princess Sarah, though, like, the princess of the castle, she's like, no, like, like the castle's being attacked by monsters, and she's like, no, I'm going to stay here, you know, like, I'm going to go down with, I must be here with my people when my castle falls. And her little, like, sidekick goes like, yes, me too. And Jack walks directly up to her, punches her in the gut, knocks her out, and puts her in a guard and says, get her out of here now. (laughs) Oh, what the fuck? That's intense. Like, I burst out laughing. It was so fucking out of nowhere. Because, like, they're, like, in love. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even, like, it's, like, the equivalent of just, like, nutting her in the face and then just, just, like, you know... Like full on, just like, and then like, like, like laying her down gently. But it's also like it's half off camera. Hang on, I've I've, I've got a recording of it. Um, this is this is not going to play nearly as well for the audio listeners, but I need you to go on YouTube right now and just bring up this fucking video because holy hell, it is so funny. Because the the punch itself is like half like off camera. That's so strange. Um. Give me like half a second just to find it here. I don't I don't particularly like the overtones of that. You know what I mean? Of like Yeah. I mean like, yeah, it's yeah, it, it is it is comical <laughs> is the thing that that really threw me. Um Yeah, here we go. Wait, then so be it. Hmm. Alright, Jack, what are you gonna do? Oh my god! Waker once you're this is Waker once you're outside the city castle. <laughs> like or whatever. That is awful. <laughs> it's so out of nowhere. I don't like that at all. <laughs> anyway. What a strange character to create. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of grows on you by the end. Like Just through sheer force of will. Yeah. Sheer exposure. Yeah. Um, anyway, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, it's like a solid six and a half out of ten. It's weird. They don't make games like this anymore. I wonder why. It's so weird. <laughs> it is a weird. It is weird. Yeah. Like, and I, that's why make... I didn't gravitate towards it when I first played it. And it's ugly as fucking sin. Yeah. It never yeah, looks it good. It looks like a mid-generation last-gen game. And there's like a lot of loading screens and yeah, it's it's a weird fucking game. Yeah, apparently it's still just ugly on PC. Yeah, no, like it, I'm running it on Series X. Like there's no reason yeah. for it to like not look the best version of that game. It's just yeah, 
I don't I don't know what portal that game came out of, but it's fucking weird. Oh, Nomura's busted brain. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, Jeremy, how you feel? Do you still want to talk about Norco as well? Yeah. Yeah. I so okay. flip side. Okay. Norco is a stunning, gorgeous adventure point and click. I'm not gonna spoil this game. Um, <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh people should play Norco. Um Norco is on my game of the year contention. I don't think it'll hit oh. I don't think it'll hit there. Um I'm just going to read the synopsis of what the game is because it's it does a pretty good job which is Norco it, is currently 30% off on Steam. Also on Game Pass. Um and it's got a demo. Norco is a sci-fi gothic adventure that immerses the player in the sinking suburbs and verdant indus- industrial swamps of Louisiana's petrochemical hinterlands. Oh, wow. Your brother Blake has gone missing in the aftermath of your mother's death. In the hopes of finding him, you must follow a fugitive security cyborg through the refineries, strip malls, and drainage ditches of suburban New Orleans. Um, right, okay. So it, it is a it is a alternate future, but it's not like, it's not really that far in the future. Everyone's still driving, you know, crappy pickup trucks and there's, you know, just dive bars where there's nothing to really do. Um, it's not like a future where there's like flying cars or anything. Like you are on the road. Um, but there are robots that are like cyborgs that have sentience. There are there is technology which can allow you to capture memories. Um, and there are there is talk of off world, you know, in the in the ethereal Blade Runner off world esque, you know, okay. the thing that is that exists in this world, but you never see it because that's not where the story is set. Um, Recent reviews. Overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Yeah, it 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 is a really really good game. Um, I'm gonna read some expert excerpts of the of some of the text in this game. A lot of the, what I'm reading, while some of it is towards the end of the game, does not give any clues or understanding to what is going on. Right, it's more of an example of the quality of writing. Yes, and also like a Disco Elysium kind of thing. Yeah, and the the kind of the amount of, of like how evocative the game actually is um because while it's a point and click game it, it is it is it is like a, a, a you would call it a pixel art style um it is fairly lo-fi in that regard but not like a final fantasy but more like a like an early final fantasy but more in terms of like papers please uh like more than that like i would say like uh in between papers please and like our boy like sort of like in between those two um there is a lot of um did you ever play Kentucky Route Zero? Uh I watched Byron play a bit of it. Right. Um there's a lot of abstract art that goes along through this game. It, it it's not always direct, um, the art that mm. is happening in front of even even in a point and click game. Um but a lot of what is shown to you is is largely interpretation of what is actually happening. Yeah. Um, but the, the, it's, it's only in some regards. It's kind of hard to explain. Like some of it is definitely very literal. Like, yeah, you were standing in a bar with like a bunch of dudes, but like sometimes it is like you are what, like you are cutscene above the sky, giant view of Norco and things are getting overlaid on top of it. Um, anyway. Um, so imagine you are looking at a giant, robot that has sort of been 
used for scrap and is basically used as, as a crane bot. But there's like a like a sentient robot that is basically a, with a giant crane on the back that is mm. that is sort of used to lift things. Um, you shout towards the machine to get its attention, but it remains unresponsive. And I'm 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 going to also replace characters' names just so you don't know who is where. Um. Your robot companion emits a high-frequency whine. Silence follows. A voice swells from the sky as the mover begins to speak. Mover. You will dive into the water and the depths will become the surface. The breeze will change the shape of the flame and the flame will be as boundless as the territories that it lights. You will find in the water not only flames but whole hurricanes. There will be patterns of light that will form the shape of the old bayous where those who were killed for freedom still hide. Um, right, we're just like, oh, like that's fucking like it's like it is so clear the direction that they are trying to like put you in, like they are pu- they are putting you in places and 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 allowing your brain to sort of fill in those gaps, you know, like that there is no like I, I like I, I don't know the literal meaning of uh, those who killed for freedom still hide, but. There's a lot of, there is a lot of things that you could fill in those gaps with. Mm. Um, there was another one here, which was, uh, this was more of a like a cutscene of further out, sort of describing Norco um, as a as a as a city. Beneath you, if you stare with patience, you can see the curves of the Mississippi River. You can see the ponds and canals and lakes of the Gulf of Mexico. The refineries are light in your eye and in your lungs. The suburbs are alive tonight. The suburbs are alive. The city can't be described tonight. The city can't be described. The coastline opens wide tonight and the bayous hide. Your house is silent tonight. You'll leave it behind tonight. You slip from the endless evenings and return to a delirious dream. In some moments, the hunter is at the front of my mind, dragging me into a place where the ground grows red. Sorry, the ground glows red, and hatred bleeds from it, and I can hardly arrest my limbs for all the infinite spiraling vectors of rage. That is what it can be like in an artificial mind. She lifts her hand from the floodwaters and pokes at her processing core suspended in a delicate gossamer. It glows with effort beyond her shattered faceplate. Oh my god. Wow, it's fucking cool as hell. So cool. I uh, it's so it, striking. It, it does remind me of of Disco Elysium, and I, I've had I've had a problem with that game recently. Where I think it's a time to play Disco Elysium, and I think I'm not awake enough to play Disco Elysium. You know what I mean? Like I have to I have to be able to concentrate and like absorb. Yeah, like D- D- Disco Elysium is 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 dense. Um, yeah, and it is like while it's fucking hilarious sometimes even in its humor it it is quite heavy um mm. because honestly of like you know like like you know the, the 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 detective that you play and kim katsuragi like they're good characters to view the lens of but like one of the main characters in disco elysium is is just the city of revachol um yeah and the city of revachol is so full of history and life and character um mm. that it it is it is it is just a the conversation you are having with the city is constant and can just be a lot to take in at any given moment um yeah i will say norco is lighter in that regard um it is more about 
like 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 the like the city of Norco is a is a character like this like the city of Revachol is, but but um it is largely the setting. Um they they give you history and backdrops and stuff, but the the characters there are there are fewer of them and they have a more distinct purpose to the story. Like Norco mm. is a is a eight to ten hour game, I think. Um it is not nearly as long as Disco Elysium. Uh, you get mm. one, you do one playthrough, and you get ninety-five percent of the story, and that is only because there was a couple of little things that you might have missed. Um, mm. There are no side quests in Norco. Um, it is completely linear, and you can do a couple of things in 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 any order you want, but you'll still do all of them really. Um, okay, I like that. I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, like and like any of the side stuff that you missed, it's like you you can just go back to any point in the game at any moment and do oh, that do wow. that thing. Yeah, like 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 it, the game is separated into three chapters, but you can you can there are sub points in the in yeah. the game you can you can jump back to if you want. Um, because the game knows what you'll need in any given moment, it can set that up for you. Um, wow, there it is. It is completely linear. Um. It's also worth mentioning this game is also very funny. Um, like this game right. has got some really good humor. Uh, like there's a moment I was speaking to um, someone on the street, and uh, you're like, you're like, oh, like, what are you doing here? And he goes, for work, I guess. You know, what kind of work? And he goes, spiritual work, kind of like yoga, or no, more like outer space stuff, rockets, or to self improvement, weightlifting, stuff like that. Um, what? <laughs> and the three responses are: sounds cool as shit. Sounds like a cult, or sounds cool as shit, like a cult. <laughs> um, the game is like it is quite funny in 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 plenty of moments. Um, there's a lot yeah. of a lot of really good character archetypes that play into those spaces really well and play off. You know, what does it mean to be like some deadbeat investigator? What does it mean to like be like? To, to be a leader of a cult, to be uh, just someone who just lives in the swamp, all that stuff, right? Like, like there's like a lot of fun characters, and they've all got really great style and feeling to them. Um, mm. Like, it's it, it's really cool. And one of the best things is that you've got this mind map, right? This mind map that that gets automatically populated as you go with the information that you need to know about the characters that gets updated as you learn information about these characters so that if you ever don't remember sounds familiar. it does sound familiar except it's it's about people it's not about yeah um locations like it is in outer wilds um but what it is great is that when you the the like the structure of the game is sort of two two stories happening at different moments from two people's perspective um it is it will allow you to remember who the people were that you might not have seen for a while. And so I'm like, oh, who the fuck is Blue? Who the fuck is Million? Like, oh, yeah. it's this person. And then you go in there and the way it works is you click on a person and it says like, oh, Blue is. And then it gives you like a couple of options. And sometimes you choose that option. Oh. So it's like, it, it, it's your remembering. And it's like, oh, who was Blue to me? And then you can choose who you think Blue was to you. And it's just about Interesting. your perception of that person more than anything. While also mm. giving you who they were to the world. It's fascinating. It's really good. That is strange. 
I, I don't think I, I don't think I vibe with that too much. I think I would rather be told. No, but like the it, characters' it, connections to another character. Oh no, no. So the characters' connections to other characters are static. It's only about that character's connection to you. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. I would rather my. I would rather my. If my character has history that I'm not privy to, I'd but, rather be told what it is. But you're you're deciding at that moment what that history is. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't that doesn't strike me as fine. Not to say that I think it's bad. It's just I just hear that I'm like, ah, I don't think that's I don't think that's for me. Right. <laughs> I don't think I would appreciate it that much. Right, okay. Um, it, for me, it made it feel like oh, like I'm. It filled in the gaps that because you don't get a whole lot of backstory about yourself, and so that right. allowed you to make your own backstory to then fit into this world because there's only like a handful of options. I think there's like two or three. Yeah. Um, so it allowed you to role play like your the main character's name is K. Um, you role play your version of K in the story, whereas the story still caters to that. Right. Um, which was really fascinating, a really cool way to bring you into a story while allowing the story to still happen to you. Okay, um, fair enough. It's cool as hell. It sounds cool. Good music too. Fun art. Right. Funny moments. Like it's 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 like a it's a really fucking solid game. This is one I could see uh if if June were here, I think they would be installing it as we speak. Yeah, but it's a point and click adventure game. I don't think they like those. Yeah, maybe. They played a lot of Disco Elysium. Yeah, but everyone played a little bit of Disco Elysium. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, June got further into that game than either of us, right? Oh, uh, not not me now, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. Oh dear, game of the year. I don't know if I'm ready for it, Jeremy. I got as far as reinstalling Horizon this week, and then <laughs> I didn't get to touch it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I can uh, I can briefly talk to what I've been playing the last the last week or so, but only briefly, unfortunately. Um, but anyone who was looking at the main page of IGN will see, uh, what I was working on for the past week, uh, which was a video for Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, wrap your head around that title, um, which is the, it's the remake of the 2007 PSP game called Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, which is a prequel to Final Fantasy VII from 1997. This is the remake on every console on every modern console. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 coming out. It's not called that though. It's not called remake. It's called reunion, and it's uh, from what I've heard. A lot of people have said in terms of their impressions, they've been saying that it doesn't. In the way that Final Fantasy VII remake uh, starts playing with the story and your expectations and what you think would happen, this apparently doesn't do that. This is a complete. It is a one-for-one one retelling of what you got on the PSP. Yep. Um, which is fascinating because they've already changed uh, what that is in the some original game. Do and do not live at the end of that game, and those characters who do or do not live are the opposite of what they should be at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but I anyway, I, I think it's played- fair to say that this game is not going to be canon to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I guess not, but it. It is a modern way to to tell the expanded story of what happens, because because the events of this yeah they're a prequel to the events of the main game, but they are very important to the events of the main game. Yeah. Even in even the original ninety seven release, they're very important. Um, 
so yeah, it's been fascinating to play. Uh, I, I made a video that's, that's called What is the DMW? Uh, and this is it's basically a video that describes what the hell is up with the, uh, the slot machine combat mechanic. Um, did you know, Jeremy, that this game has a, a, a non-optional slot machine at all times in, yeah. during combat? Yeah. It's really, really strange. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Digital Mind Wave. Which I don't really explain what that means, but it's like a, it's it's meant to be like a representation of, like you play as Zach, and it's meant to be a representation of of like Zach's thoughts during combat, and so it, it's constantly scrolling through numbers and scrolling through faces, and all the faces are of like Zach's acquaintances, and it's like he'll like have a memory of 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 talking to his mentor Angel, or or talking to Sephiroth, um. And then he can use like a Sephiroth ability for a, for, for, for a second. It does a high damage. It's so bizarre. It's so strange. It's also so harmless. Like it only gives you benefits and it just sits there doing its thing over and over. It's really quite fascinating to just play a game and then just get like, uh, oh, all of your spells are free for 20 seconds. <laughs> it's like, okay, great. Fire spells everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you could use all your combat abilities for free for 90 seconds. Or or you could you could just become invincible rarely. Or or it's also how you level up. Like you have to roll triple sevens or double sevens to level Zach up and your materia. It's just entirely based on rolls. Yeah, right. It's really strange. That is very, <laughs> very weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. This game's been quite funny. Um to play because it has uh it it's a lot it turns out a lot of the, the original game which i didn't know until i listened to reviews um it turns out a lot of the original game was hardly voice acted just the few like fmv cutscenes right were voice acted this There's not a whole lot of space is, on a umd well yeah i guess so but this whole game is now fully voice acted and a lot of them with the voice actors for the remake trilogy now um 1.8 gig on a UMD. 1.8. I, I can see that. It's a pretty low resolution game. Um, Less than this iPod next to me. That's true. Just barely though. Just barely. Actually, Stick maybe, that in maybe, your PSP. maybe pretty close. <laughs> yeah. But it was. It's it's interesting because they haven't rewritten any of the lines, and so all of the lines are this like, just this English text only localization kind of stuff. It's so hammy. It's so schlocky. It's so core JRPG. It, it's 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 really fascinating. I'm really close to the end of the game. I'm excited to finish it. Um, but yeah, it's um, I don't know how high it's going to end up on my list. Something I also thought was fascinating is that there's, you've got your main missions and they're like an hour long each, and you've got your side mission content that you could do at any save point yeah. in the world, and those are like three to eight minutes each a lot of them at like a sweet five minutes each or less and you and and apparently there's there's dozens and dozens of them like you just keep unlocking more and more of them and they're just they're the psp portable kind of content they made for the game right they're like oh you're on a train you've got 10 minutes do this thing you can pause it and turn it off and know it exactly what you were doing beforehand yeah and there's so many of those so 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 many of those but i got into it to the point 
and I was into the game enough where I was like, oh, I wish I could bring this with me on my on my holiday this weekend. It's just a couple of days. I was like, oh, I wish I had it on my Switch or some some sort of portable PlayStation system to bring with me while I was away because the, the game's designed that way. And when I was enjoying it, I was like, I want to engage with it on that way. But I've got it on my bloody PS5, the biggest console I've ever had in my life. Have you have you considered getting a um a Valve Steam Deck? <laughs> have I considered? Sure, sure. So I, saw, I saw a link for that for someone to buy in Australia. Uh, it's like you buy it from Tokyo or something, and it's sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah, so much money. Tax return, maybe sixteen hundred buckers for a for a portable system. Ugh. Oh, but what know. a port! It's a portable PC, and that's a good one of that. I know, but like, it can't run brand new games above forty frames per second. You know? Ah, oh, it depends on the brand new game. I don't need to play. You know, sure, it'll play Norco two at forty frames per second, but oh, it'll play it at more than forty frames per second. <laughs> It could probably esports like, pro 144 hertz. Think about anyway. We're going off topic. <laughs> so that, that's about as much as I could say on the matter. Um, next week we'll be doing our game of the year. I don't know where this is going to land and if I'll expand upon it more next week or not. I've, I I honestly don't know. I have no idea what your game of the year looks like. <laughs> Jeremy, neither do I. Neither do I, Jeremy. I've got like a really good idea of what mine looks like, but like yeah, you've been working on it. Yeah, you've been you've been working on it, but I I think you've got a bit more breadth of games played this year too than I have, which is yeah. true of most years. Yeah, yeah, yes. But it's funny because like you you played and finished Horizon, I played and finished Elden Ring, both finished God of War. There's so much indie stuff. Part of my problem is. Like I was saying before, when we talk about Spotify, a lot of what I played this year was Persona Five. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of mine is, like, yeah, like it's just like a lot of like I played almost every game I wanted to play this year. There's That's like, so cool. Th th there's two games that I want to play which I did not get a chance to play this year. One of those is Vampire fucking... Survivors on your phone and Vampire Survivors on your Steam Deck. <laughs> no, one of them is fucking Sonic. And like the only reason I didn't play oh. it is because I knew it wasn't going to be my game of the year. I'm like, it can wait. Yeah, because you did play it at PAX. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, maybe look forward to us talking about that next week or not. Not sure. But we will be talking about our individual game of the years next year. Uh... Who knows what that'll look like? Well, Jeremy knows what his half will look like, but maybe, maybe I won't even, maybe I won't even do any prep, Jeremy. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just. No, you're right. I won't do that. You're right. Sorry, I'll, I won't. I won't concern you. I'll, I'll, I'll prepare. I'll write some stuff down. I'll use my brain. All right, fine. Uh, if next week, if you want to hear what we have to say about what we thought about all of the games that came out this year and all the games we played, I recommend finding the minimap cast next week on any podcast platform of your choice or Twitch live Monday afternoons or YouTube. You can find us in all of those places when we record the podcast and when we release the podcast. That's Twitch, Twitter. You can find out as well on TikTok and Twitter and Twitch and TikTok and Instagram and but, YouTube. You can find us in all of those places. I'm going a little off script. Yeah, there's a whole, this whole script for you. You don't have to struggle. You can just look at the script. Yeah, I know. All of those places you can find us at Minimap AU. Next week will be our Game of the Year discussion. I think it'll be a good one. Jeremy, 
we're taking a, a, a small hiatus after that point for a, for two to three weeks, right? Yeah, based, for the most part, I doubt we'll... Yeah, I'm not sure when in January, if in January. If if in January we release an episode, it'll be in the last week. Um, oh, so more like four or five weeks. Oh, like basically January. Oh, wait. Uh, well, yeah, like Christmas and New Year's, it ain't going to happen. Definitely. Um, yeah, look... I don't know. We, we we might take an extended break just to recharge a little bit, but I'm not sure yet. Um, okay, but probably in January. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably by the end of January. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You've got you got one more week with us, and then we've got a hefty back catalogue. Uh, apparently, uh, our listeners on Spotify are time travelers, so you're welcome to go back through our previous list of games and and check those out um, of, of episodes rather. Uh, so yeah, if you wanted to follow us individually too on the socials on Twitter, uh, I am at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy, where are you on Twitter? Uh, at Obi-Wan Jazz. Uh, you can also head to minimap.com.au to find everything we've ever done for the website ever. Uh, for those of you who, for those of you who are here with us live, uh, in Twitch chat, stick around. We're about to do the post show. We're about to talk a bit more about how we're going to structure next week's episode. Uh, for those of you listening on a podcast service or on YouTube, please give us those positive ratings. If you've got the time, it would be oh so helpful and do a lot to help the show. Uh, we would appreciate that very much. And lastly, if you wanted to support us another way, uh, you can support us on Patreon uh, to help keep the lights and mics on. You can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollars, you can ask us questions to answer on the podcast or while helping us out greatly. Thank you so much for listening this week, everybody. It was a long one, but I think it was a good one. Uh, And we'll be here next week with the definitive list of the game of the year for 2022. I hope you look forward to it. I am looking forward to it. We'll see you next week. Goldie.